faster than a speeding bullet. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's this WAP doesn't lie. The No Bullshit Podcast. Now, here is your host, Felix Andreoni. Oh, yeah! I got my co-host Ann in the house. Happy Friday. James is in the house and we're gonna kick it! Woo! Oh! How you feel, brother? Feeling good. You feel good? Feeling good. so much bone, brother. How you feel, man? I saw your name, I don't wanna... Oh, yeah! How you feel, brother? Hey, yeah! Sure getting down. Look at him! Ha! We're gonna have a bump. Raccoon is back on! Good time, and he's got a new picture. Well, before we start with raccoons part three, I can't believe, and mm-hmm. they indicted President Trump again. Again, well, a new charges. That's not, not yeah, but charges. did you hear when that attorney was talking about the charges themselves? Yeah, yeah. there was nothing to them. Oh no, thirty-one counts of whatever. Yeah, but do you remember what the attorney was saying? James Smith, the one that was Central on counsel, the one that was mentioning. Well, one of the charges there was boxes in the bathroom. <laughs> well. I mean, come on. With pictures. There's pictures of the Well, it's okay for Joe Biden to have his documents in his garage, right? That's okay. We're not talking about fairness here. No, no, no. We're talking about, you know, if I was the attorney, I would bring up Biden as an example. Mm -hmm. As an example. Where's equal justice here? Yeah, well. There is none. It's a crock of shit. Raccoon! Zach is in the house. Hey, man, I'll I'll let you know right now. I have documents in my bathroom in the box. I bet you you do. (laughs) I always throw a few documents in there so I can review them whenever I'm taking a uh, mindful (laughs) thought to send off to uh, one of the congressmen an email, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Wipe my butt with it and throw it down the mass transit of the great white porcelain computer and see if they get it in time. Uh, uh. <laughs> hey, we like that new picture of you. What do you got a hat on? Yeah, I got a raccoon hat on. It's double furred. It's inside and outside is full length fur. Zach's in the house, my man. Now, do you remember the the uh, assignment you gave Zach last week? What was it? It was to pick some appropriate music along with this week's show. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm sure he has something good. <laughs> there he is. What's, up? What's happening? Now, Raccoon, where do we leave off? We left off... Uh, was... Right That's... after I broke my neck. Yep. Nice. And you were in Iraq... 
Well, yeah, I was in Iraq when I broke my neck. I was on my way to the second objective. Okay, so what happened after how that? Do, how does wait? How does that? How does that heal? How do you heal a broken neck? Well, actually, you had to find out you broke it, and oh. I was kind of like pushed off to the side a little bit. You know, they, oh, you just hurt your neck, and it gradually kept getting worse. And finally, one day, I had to go see a uh, neurology or a. a Ah, uh, gosh, you can't be it's not a neurosurgeon, it's not a neurologist, it's uh, but it's one of those people deal with nerves. I can't think of the name of, of it right now, yeah. But uh, on my way to his office, I met one of the doctors I used to work for at Fitzsimmons, who was transferred to uh, uh, Womack Army Hospital at Fort Bragg, and he called me out. He's seen me in the hallway and hollered at me. And, that's what I was doing. So I'm up here to see a specialist about my neck. He said, well, I've got CAT scan open. He said, I want to get a CAT scan of it. And CAT scan in 91 was kind of the new thing. And mm -hmm. uh, he got me a, got me in there and done a CAT scan. And, and he's looking at the results of it. He looked at the pictures and said, you broke your neck. Anyways. So, well, that don't surprise me. He said, take this to your surgeon there, or to your specialist there and show it to him so i went in there and he said oh i gotta do these kind of tests and blah 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 and so here's a cat scan i just had done about 10 minutes ago <laughs> he looked at it said we don't have to do any tests i see what's happened so he uh he actually uh got me in uh in the the cog of getting up to walter reed and see the neurosurgery up there in they were going to take care of it. And uh, when I got up to Walter Reed about, oh, six months later, uh -huh. the neurosurgeon was the one I worked for at Fitzsimmons. He was now the head neurosurgeon for the Army. Oh. And he looks at me and said, Ryan, he said, don't worry about it. I got you covered. We're going to take care of this. And uh, he said, come back in about two months. <clears throat> this is in April. He talked to me, and in I went it back in May. Uh huh. And I sat there at Walter Reed in, on the neurosurgical board for a month, waiting to get put into the schedule. So I was basically SD'd to the hospital there. I was like, you know, you're an inpatient, and here's where you're staying at. Yeah. They put me in yeah. the room with it. The, they put me in a private room with a, with a colonel and they they upgraded my rank to uh e7 <laughs> they they had me on there as a sfc and uh i thought well, that's cool you know uh -huh. somebody you know get taken care of so i spent a month waiting for surgery up there but every day i got to go and do whatever i wanted to you know we went down to washington dc and Walked around all the museums and stuff. Kind of gave me some downtime. Then they, they operated on me. And uh, after the surgery and I re got out of recovery, he comes in there. He says, okay, he said, I've got to ask you a couple questions. Mm -hmm. I, go, I go, okay. He said, uh, do you still want to jump? I looked at him. I said, what's my chances of walking off the drop zone? He said, Slim to none. I said, well, I guess I don't want to jump anymore. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. 
Then he asked me if I wanted to get medically retired. I said, well, do I have to be medically retired? He says, no. He said, I got that covered too. So he put me under doctor's care and uh, I had to go up there every six months to see the doctor be reevaluated. You know, basically mm -hmm. just to uh, keep an eye on my, my fusion that they'd done on me. Yes. When I went back, I was taken out of the 82nd, assigned to the 18th, uh, 18th Airborne Corps. Uh, USAG, which is basically a holding facility for most people who are getting uh, put out for basically medical. And, mm -hmm. and I ran into one of my old squad leaders from the 70s, and he told me he could get me a job at range control. And I went down and basically talked to the head guy at range control, who was a civilian. And he got me, a, you know, give me a job working in the uh, electrical shop. Oh. And I was, I was repairing targets for the next four years. Oh. Uh -huh. And I uh, basically was hand receipted to that guy there and hand receipted to the guy who ran the electrical shop, who I'm still in contact with. And uh, I stayed there until I retired. I stayed there from... Uh, 92 until 97. So I stayed there approximately just about five years. It was about four and a half years I was there working on targets and range uh, building and all that other crap that went along with it, mainly repairing targets all the time. I think it's interesting that they were going to give me they, they were going to give me a job there. He told me he said you you don't have to take your tools home. Just come back tomorrow. I said no, Mike. I got to leave before I get thrown in jail. <laughs> it's time for me to move on. So I moved out here. I came out here before I I retired, and and me and my wife scoped the place out. Yeah, this is a good place. It's nice and small town. Mm -hmm. Not a big bunch of people running around acting stupid all the time. Just a few people acting stupid all the time, you know. How how small is the town? Oh, it's about 3,600 during school year. And then after that, it kind of dwindles down to about 3,200. That's small. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a small farming town, what it is. Yeah. And I started a business out here. What kind of business? Well, I was in... I was, I, I, Got out and I went to work for a guy in Billings who was building houses and uh, I got with him. I was his foreman for a while and then me and him had an outing and then I, I got a job here uh, working on the pig farm. I was helping him refurbish the pig farm and put it back online and, and uh, then I became the maintenance man. Then I stopped that when I went to work for a Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Can you squeal like a pig boy? <laughs> what were you doing with the pigs? No, he was working on the facility. I, I was, I, I was making, I was making sure everything worked there, like the lights and the feeders and the oh, sewage right. and all that stuff. Anything that needed to be repaired, I called my name out. You know, if I had to crawl underneath the floor to grab a snake. I crawled through pig shit to find the snake. Mainly <laughs> there were rattlesnakes that I had to catch. That's dirty. And I had to crawl underneath there sometimes and rehook the scraper oh, cages back jobs. up because they were breaking. Oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you had such a physical yeah. breaking sometimes. your 
Yeah, hey, somebody time. called Dirty Jobs to do that one. So what? <laughs> what did you do after the pig? <laughs> after the pig well, farm. I, I, after the pig farm, I, I I left the pig farm after about two years and went to work for a plumber and and uh, he seen that I was pretty damn handy with what I was doing there. You know, I went out putting up plumbing, you know, putting in drain wow. lines and doing water lines and everything I needed to do for plumbing. And I, I seen some really crazy uh, fixtures that people still had here, like toilets with the commodes on the floor and the tanks on the wall, about wow. six feet up. That's ancient. A long drop pipe. Yeah. Ancient. Yeah. And uh, I worked on them. I found out that you have to order those drain lines that go from the tank to the commode. You know, those are special order. You know, they have to make them. <laughs> you, nobody has really a calling to have them on hand. So, yeah. To, I used to have to go up here to uh, Billings and have them make one for it. They would do everything, you know, put the bend in it, the couplers and everything. And I just go back and install it. Those things cost about four hundred bucks a piece, so because they were made out of brass. Wow! If you put it in with plastic, you'd break it. So they were made out of brass. And I've worked on a lot of brass piping and stuff in houses, like brass strain lines and yeah, all kinds of crazy stuff. And th this is all out of old houses. The newer houses had the new stuff in them, but some of the old houses they got in there, and it's like, wow, this is ancient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, what do you? Some of those places still had outhouses in the backyard before they were coming <laughs> here. Sure, I, I kid you not. There's three of them still standing that people use and put their lawnmowers in now. Yep, yep. They're, they're, they're not one holders, they're two and three holders. Yeah, I always wondered those <laughs> the outhouses. How do they work? They don't do they have to clean them out? How do they yeah, work? Yeah, you, you, you used to have metal buckets back then. Uh-huh. Okay. And you had a rope. You drop it down in there, fish it around, get it full, pick it up, take it and dump oh. it out somewhere. Yeah. Where would you I dump it? I participated in that when I was a little kid. Where would you dump it? In the woods? Well, yeah. I usually dumped it in the woods. You put it in a tank and hauled it off and dropped it off somewhere else, you know, away from the house. <laughs> And I was in, I, I spent many years at Girl Scout camp when and we did primitive camping and we have latrines and you put these solutions down to help break down the stuff. But once a year, we come and clean them out. That's how it was. Yeah. Uh, porta pots are basically the same thing. I'd done that when I was working for that plumber. He had porta pots and I would have to go yeah. out there and take the porta pot truck out, suck them out, put them yep. on a trailer home, home or just service them out there wherever they were at. You know, no big deal. Yeah. So, uh, where, just, so where are you? Where are you living now? There's only you're still in the small town. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Every town has it. You got a whorehouse there? Oh, no. Not anymore. <laughs> that, that thing closed down a while back. Now they just do it out of the motels. So you used to have a whorehouse. <laughs> yeah, I heard stories about them. I mean, we used to have gunfights here between the old guys. <laughs> we. we, we he had a gunfight between a guy back in the uh, late 60s. He was about 80 years old, and this other guy was close to 90. Uh-huh. The, the younger guy used to run with Pancho Villa. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. And the other guy was a retired 
Texas Ranger. And they got into a squabble down at the, uh, uh, well, the only bar we had at that time was the uh, um, hotel had a bar in the bottom. Yep. And I heard a lot of stories about that place there. It was really funny and crap. But anyway, these two got to squabble inside the bar. And one guy said something to the other guy. And they walked outside. And the other guy walked home. And he was went home. And, and it, it, now it's above an old machine shop. Mm-hmm. He's up there. He goes out there sits on his porch. And this other guy goes walking down the street back to his place, which is just across the railroad tracks. This guy takes a pot shot at him with a pistol, 45 long coat. This mm-hmm. guy's carrying his 45 long coat and starts shooting back at him. They <laughs> 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 ran out of shells. He ran out of shells. And then the sheriff came up there and arrested him for a day. Well, that's crazy. Back home. Yeah. Oh, so you have a sheriff or you rely on like county sheriffs? I don't know. State we had a county department. sheriff back then. Yeah. And that, right now we, we, we've uh, inherited uh, a police force with which about oh. eight guys. Wow. Girls. Yeah, we just got that about a year ago. And so uh, a state county sheriff ran the whole damn thing here for a long time. Yep. Yep. You got a police stationed and jail, all that? Well, no, they, they share the jail with, with the sheriff. We only have oh. one jail here. We still have the old jail from when this town was established back around 1900. <laughs> and now it's a church, but they still have the bars on the windows and stuff. It sits down by the IGA, which at that time was outside of town. Oh, it's still God. a landmark there. That's perfect. The priest can lock them up. Yeah, you think the no, sinner- no, that, 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 that was the old jail that the, that the sheriff owned. Or uh, control right. of. That was a that was a, a goddamn limestone building down there. Yeah, you know, big all the old, on the windows and stuff. All the old jailhouses here are either turned into banks or restaurants. Yeah, get, yeah. What are they? What What do you guys do? What do they do for excitement in that town? Oh, we got the same excitement anybody else has. I mean, what if you really the- want to get exciting, you just drive to Billings about fifty miles away, and you go all over the place. There, they got plenty of places to go to. Oh. This is a small, quiet town. We have our, our few meth heads and crackheads. And, oh, those are everywhere. Yeah. We have the same thing everybody else has. We just don't have as many, and everybody knows who they are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are there are any <laughs> black... everybody here. <laughs> are there any... <laughs> and give me a face. Is there any black people in your town? <laughs> yeah. There is? What's it? Uh, how many? One or two? There's probably a few families here. I don't know exactly how many. I see a few every now and then. But we also get a lot of tourists come through here sometimes, and you know, just they just kind of intermingle with everybody. Yeah. We have a lot of Indians here because I live right off the Crow Reservation. Oh, that's nice. I love Indians. That's the large that that's the largest Indian reservation in the nation. How about Mexican? Do you have any illegals? Oh, yeah. We, we have a few illegals here. We have Holy guys crap. who've been all... around the United States for years, and, and I know a few of them, and they're good people. They don't yeah. do anything stupid. But, you know, it's, it's a quiet town, and, and uh, I don't have to put up with a bunch of bullshit of people trying to break into my house. I got a sign out in my front yard. 
What's it say? It says, this homeowner's a redneck and he's armed. <laughs> Trespasses are on risk. Yeah. yeah. Trespasses will be shot. Survivors will be shot again. No, actually, I'm, I'm thinking about getting this new doormat I've seen. It's, it says, what, uh, what is it? It says, uh, if you come here, uh, see, if you, if you come here unannounced, uh, pray to God you'll be there soon. <laughs> and carry, carry identification so we can notify your next of kin. <laughs> I put it in my back door. I used to have a doormat that used to say, uh, if you believe in Jesus, enter this home, you will see him quick. Oh, that's nice. I thought that was kind of cute. It's concise. Yeah. yeah, There's all kinds of them out there, man. Yep. <laughs> never, never mind the dog. Forget. Uh, what's that one? Never. Beware, forget never about mind the dog. Beware of the owner. That's right. Yeah. Could, do you have any kids? No. No kids. You have any dog? You have dogs, I think, right? Yeah, I got. I got five dogs. Oh, five. Yeah. <laughs> Holy! I'm laying right here next to me right now. Let's see. Let's see if he remembers their names. What's their names? <laughs> Five is a lot. Ernie, Precious, uh, Zion, Glory, and Louise. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. Louise. I like. I like to see his uh, dog food bill. Oh, not that much. It's not no. that much. Do you give him table food? No. They get a few pieces, but they don't get the leftovers yeah. or nothing. Yeah. 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 Now, how you have a lot of acres on your property? No, I'm in a small town with a large yard. Yeah, three quarters of an acre. That's plenty. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's one, it's one of the larger. It's one of the larger yards in town. Huh. So now you're retired, right? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I retired. Let, let me back up for a minute. When I when I left the, the plumbing uh, guy over here, uh -huh. I started out as a general contractor. I started building shit and remodeling houses and fixing houses and stuff. And I was running seven days a week for about eight months out of the year. Yeah. And uh, then it broke broke down to about maybe three to five days a week, depending. But uh, I was doing all kinds of stuff. And since I was a general contractor, I could pretty much knock out whatever I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I had electrical background, plumbing background, house building background. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'd done a lot of roofing. The first year I put up uh, 540 squares of roofing on two ranches. Wow. Just saying, all their, all their houses. Just saying, you had a neck injury and you're up on roofs. That's uh, that's cool. That takes a lot of guts. No, it don't. It takes no? desire. It takes a desire to to do a job. Okay, yeah. Make the money. Yeah. I, did, I didn't just I didn't just do roofing. I also built some cabins for guys. Built some really nice cabins for guys. Mm -hmm. Expensive bastards too, because these guys weren't cheap. They were rich. Right. Yeah. I've done a lot of remodeling for a lot of people who come here who have uh, 
trailers and cabins and stuff along the river or down at Fort Smith. And I worked for some of the outfitters doing the, the work on their places that they had and worked for some ranchers and stuff and people around town here. Mm-hmm. Good. I was making, I was making about 150,000 a year. I was happy. Damn, that's good money. But that was just off my business. I didn't count my, my other pensions. I see he's loaded. Yeah. I didn't have to worry about nothing, I'll put it that way. If I didn't have to if I if I couldn't go to work, it wasn't making that much of a problem for me. Right. Right. What kind of fishing is in the river there? What do they catch? Not salmon, no. <laughs> got about everything except salmon here. We got trout, we got rainbows, we got browns, we got brooks, we got some uh golden we also have yep. smallmouth, walleye, perch, uh, catfish, sturgeon, all kinds of fish in this river. This river never freezes here. Uh-huh. One of the only rivers that never freeze. And Missouri is one of them. Yellowstone freezes up. It gets cold and the water table gets low. But we have a big dam down here that feeds the, the river. The, this river disappears into a mountain in Wyoming. <laughs> And becomes the Bighorn River. Before that, it's called the Wind River. It goes all the way to Colorado. This river is one of the longest rivers. It's one of the longest rivers out west here. Not and, the and, longest, but one of them. And it's not dammed anywhere? They don't, they well, it's dammed in several places for watershed because, you know, like yeah. I said, we don't get much rain out here. And this this uh, lake here is called the Bighorn uh, Recreational Lake. It's uh, 75 miles long, and it's 475 feet deep. Oh, that's deep. So it, it's a, it, yeah, it's, it, and it, that, that uh, lake was formed in the late 70s, and they said, oh, it was going to take five or six years for this thing to fill up. Mm-hmm. It, did it, in, it did it in two. <laughs> Really? That much water runs through the wow. the, the river system here. Yep. We yep. Had a lot of tributaries too, but the 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 river was faster than what they thought. And it was they built that for flood control and for irrigation because a lot of the farmers here depend on irrigation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That much rainfall. We, we we get about as much rainfall in a year as you might get in four or five days of good rain. Sure. Now, do do you do your own hunting? Yeah. What do you hunt uh, for? Well, hunt for rabbits, uh, quail, uh, shit, pheasant. I don't duck hunt. Oh. Um, deer hunt, elk hunt, pronghorn hunt. Bear. Yeah. Now, do you do you have a do you have a grocery store there, like uh, or? or you know, you go in the grocery store. Yeah, we, we have a good-sized grocery store. It's got just about everything you need. Is it? It's an IGA? One, I should say. What's the name of it? Is it an IGA? Or well, no? it, it, it was an IGA, but now somebody else, or actually two two different people had bought it from the IGA uh, grocery chain, and yep. now it's left down to one person, or one, I guess it's one person. Mm-hmm. And they run that same store. It's been remodeled countless times, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a it's it's about the size of Kroger's. 
Oh. Oh, all right. So it, it, it ain't a small store because everybody in the area comes here first before they go into the uh, Billings. Billings right. is the yeah. largest town on this side of the state. And right. we have the second largest grocery store on this side of the state. <laughs> yeah. well, I lived um, a, a long time in um, near Mount Hood because I worked for a paper company. And when I was there, they were building the um, uh, the sal salmon runs through the rivers, and everybody was up in arms about it. It was really quite something. But when I was there, the grocery store, quote unquote, grocery store closed down, and it really became a food desert. We had to travel, well, probably like you, like 50 miles to get to a grocery store. So yeah. you make a list and have freezers. Yeah. It was a whole different way of thinking. You had to like stock up for the month. Do you have uh, fast food places there, like Burger yeah. King? Yeah. McDonald's. We, we have we have a McDonald's and a Hardee's here. Um, we have a Taco Bell and a Pizza Hut, and the rest of it is small family-owned places. So if, if, if like four four family-owned places you can go dine at. Plus, we also have a Subway too. Sure. No. Because uh, they, they currently they have uh, you know visitors that come and fish. It's a lot of fly fishing. Is that what they do? Everybody fly fishes yeah. in the river? Yeah, that's nice. That sounds yeah, like 90% of, about 90% of the fishing here is fly fishing. Yeah. Uh, you, the rest of that? it is lure fishing with, with you know, yeah. and bait fishing. Do you have a boat? A no, boat? I don't need a boat. Hell, I just borrow one from somebody. Have you ever mm -hmm. been flying? No. I know enough outfitters who have several I have boats fly. that ran oh, out. Well, I, I have enough outfitter friends that I can go and say, hey, you got a boat this weekend I can take out? Nice. I say yes or no. And if I, they say no, I don't go out. If they say, yeah, I can take and go down there. They'll bring the boat out to me. They'll pick the boat up. All I got to do is drive over to where I'm going to off, uh, yep. jump out at, and then have somebody shuttle my, my vehicle over to where I'm going to be coming out at. And I can do a 10-mile or, hell, 25-mile float if I wanted to. I don't think Felix, I don't think that you would like fly fishing. You don't have the patience for it. You can't put your weight I, I don't, out in the water. And my old man nice. my old man used to take me fishing, and I hated oh, it. Oh, yeah, but that's local I don't, and sound. I don't, have the, I don't have the patience to sit yeah, there no, I can tell now. and throw the damn line in and just wait and wait and wait <laughs> and wait. Yeah, but fly fishing, you do it over and over again with the wrist so you get... The, the, that's the fucking it. That's annoying. You, he wouldn't be good at that. It's annoying. It's a bad, bad idea for you. No fly fishing. Well, it, it is annoying when the fish aren't biting, but you get yeah. out of the fish. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's the whole thing. You know, when the fish and watch the fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, I used to tie I used to tie flies. I, I was a commercial fly tire while I was uh, a contractor. One of my friends, who was a fishing guide, got me into fly tying. He said, here. I want you to take one of these home and, and tie it for me. And he gave me everything I needed. He gave me the fly vice. He gave me a few utensils to use and everything else I bought. I go home and I, I take my material. And, you know, if he said, tie me some sow bugs, I go buy the sow bug material he wanted them in. And I go tie him a couple of them, take them back down to him. When I got back down there, he said, okay, now tie me 10 dozen of them. So I'd tie 10 dozen of them, and I'd sell them back to him, and I'd get uh, about $150 for tying 10 dozen of them. <laughs> I've got about 
oh, 5,000 flies I never sold because I just kept those overruns for my own use. Still there? Hello? Hello? Felix? Felix, you're muted. What happened? Let's see what we got. Well, I can you know. hear me now? Oh. Yeah, I can hear yeah. you now. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I tied I tied flies and nymphs and uh, streamers, all kinds of flies. Yeah. I, I've got a, I got a big collection of left over that I I use for myself. And mm -hmm. sometimes I sell some of them or give them away. And uh, I did that for about five years. And then it just kind of got a little time consuming for me at times. Yeah. And I just put it away. I've still got shit, boxes of material and hooks and everything to tie flies with. That's a good winter thing to do while you're hanging out, you know? Yep. Closed in. So now, just to get off... It, you know, a lot of people tuned in. He had some. He has some great things that he went through. Yes, he did. Well, I got to ask you, what do you think about what's happening to Donald Trump now? What? It's what it, 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 it's it's their last straw. Uh huh. Just think about who is in charge of the eleventh district. Eleventh federal district is in charge by a certain. Uh, Supreme Court Justice. Oh. And who's that? Uh, gosh, it, his name just slipped me. <laughs> you asked Not me too Clarence. There. That wasn't Clarence. No. It's, it, 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 it's the, the black gentleman. Claire, Clarence Thomas. Clarence? Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas is in charge of that district of the federal court. Oh. Uh -huh. hmm. And he just happens to be down in Miami right now. <laughs> How coincidental. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Nothing. So you think he will not be convicted? They won't That's take him to court. They won't take him to court because if it goes to court, he gets to, he still has the ability to present his innocence. And he has receipts on everything that's been going on. Yeah. So it's just like that idiot up in New York who's trying to, to to sandbag him too, and and they know that they screwed up, but they got to keep doing this to try to peel people away from Trump. And if you think it, DeSantis is going to be the next great president, you're sadly mistaken because he works with Soros. <laughs> okay, he's part of the Soros group. He went to one of his his institutions he might be a great governor then again he might be just throwing stuff out there for people to grab onto to keep him in office so he can slam them later who the hell knows <laughs> Felix you're off again oh, Felix Press another button. Hear me. Oh, well, there, there you are. Now you're back. What, what have you? Stepping into a quagmire? I don't know what the hell is going on. We're having very funky weather here um, after we had all the uh, oh. 
just smoke from Canada. Now we're having like electrical storms. It's a very weird, weird place to live right now. Very it's nice. crazy because it's saying everything is working fine. Uh -huh. um, Maybe some connections wrong. Who the hell knows? The other thing with Trump is, you know, more indictments are coming. Georgia hasn't done theirs yet, right? For the phone calls and all the rest of it. it it's, I wonder if it'll wear him down. I mean, that's going to be incredible. They ain't going to wear him down. He's an old CEO. Yeah. You don't wear down an old. You don't no, wear down an old CEO like Trump. I, like you said, we've got it all, and they're throwing out the hell marys. I mean, look at the fires up in Canada. Some of these people who are reporting on the fires are showing simultaneous fires erupting in Canada. Mm -hmm. Simultaneously, what's the chances of that happening? There's no coincidence because there is no such thing as a coincidence. Of Things happen for a reason. Yep. It's really quite something. Yeah, know. they're trying to smoke us out is what they're trying to do. I mean, last yeah. month we had it really bad here because all the fires on the western side of Canada, yeah. on the eastern side of the Rockies, were blowing that stuff straight down on top of us. And a couple yeah. of days you couldn't see two miles. Right. Apparently, yeah. some, of those, apparently some of those fires are actually here in our... And the country as well. Well, yeah, but it, we have a lot showed, of smoke that's coming down from Canada that's sweeping. Well, it showed up on my radar thing. Was yeah. it? Mm -hmm. yeah, it showed up on my radar thing. Like it was reporting uh, some of them in uh, some parts of our country too, but a oh, lot yeah. of it's in Canada. Uh, a lot of it is. Really bad here Thursday. They had said that almost 10 million acres had burned in Canada. Yeah. I mean, that's exciting. Connecticut was screwed, just, man. It was hard. Just remember, just like remember here, the price of lumber is going to skyrocket because yeah. most of our lumber comes from Canada. That's right. That's what's next. So housing costs will go up. And he didn't oh, even, he, he's not even apologizing. I mean, okay, it's not, no. a, he, he doesn't care. He's a socialist. He doesn't care. It's a whole different kind of leader. Well, if they don't have people out there setting fires, maybe they took all that Dagon uh, nitro fertilizer out there and set it up with timers and blew it off at certain times so it would all yeah. come up on the radar at the same time. Another uh, thing i got to ask you, I, what do you, what do you think? I don't know if you saw this on your TV. What do you think about those kids uh, uh, that that thing came out of the oh, sky no. landed in their backyard and he filmed these two <laughs> martians or whatever the hell they were in las vegas in las vegas yeah, okay. <laughs> what do you think about and that the cops came out and said they saw a light in the sky no photos though no one's got a photo no they got a video it's on oh, it's on tiktok yeah, they, yes they, they have a video of it but you know can you believe what's no, on tiktok maybe those Maybe those were, were pilots that we had in that vehicle. Who the hell knows? They say, take me to your leader. I'm going to say, sorry, guys, you're in the wrong country. They say, hey, if they landed in my backyard and they say, take me to your leader, how about you get a shot in the head? Well, you might not be able to do that, though. Yeah, it might, it might reflect off his forehead. Yeah, they may have a force field over them or some shit. Who knows? <laughs> used to show that stuff in the movies just like they have everything else they've been doing. You know, I mean, people thought that 
goddamn uh, uh, Star Trek was was all fictitious. What they do whenever they wanted to leave a planet? Brought out the flip phone and says, "Scotty, beam us up. There's no intelligent life forms here." Wow, twenty years later, we got flip phones. Uh oh, <laughs> he's off again. Oh fuck. Come on, Felix. Well, I don't know. There you go. The kid in Las Vegas said that it was mind controlled by the alien, so he was frozen still and he couldn't do anything like take photos or anything. Yeah. But all the crap they feed everybody, I mean, you know, most people are under mind control. I mean, we can have labels on what you eat and what you drink. Yeah. I think the government's listening in on you. They're trying to shut you down. Happening because <laughs> if I'm looking at my screen, it's my it says my my connection is excellent. <laughs> then it goes to poor. You know, know what? Yeah. This, this really sucks. <laughs> maybe if I get oh, maybe if I no, get no. my Wi-Fi from what's that state begins with an M. Oh. Michigan, Montana, oh, Missouri, Missouri, no, Massachusetts, Minnesota, no, Montana, Montana, yeah. I'm Montana, no, no, hey, Felix, I got a song for you. What is it? You like this? Play it. I've reposted on TikTok. <laughs> okay, back to the interview. Uh, Eric wrote, I thought I'd show you that. Eric wrote the state with the letter M spiel that gets nerve-wracking. nerve-wracking. Yes. Yeah. What state is that? Hey, Felix, I got to yeah. get back to the, I got to get back to the story for a minute. Oh, go ahead. Hey, go ahead. During the whole time I was in the military, I learned a lot of things from different people. And uh-huh. some of the best things I learned were from people who weren't even in the military. Whoa. And what was I, I learned a lot of I learned a lot of stuff that got me through because of the fact that I was basically conditioned to observe and find a solution. Uh-huh. And one of the biggest things that I learned was survival. I learned it from some of the best well-named, best well-known names of the 70s and early 80s. You taught me different things. I was in correspondence with some of these people. You know, we didn't have internet back then. You had to write a letter every yeah. week. But yeah. I learned a lot of stuff from these guys. And most people don't even have a clue on something basic like you know 
go out on a picnic somewhere and decide to go take a walk in the woods, you get about halfway out there and you freaking lose your direction. You're lost. Yep, you're lost. And you didn't bring any water with you because you're going to go for a 15 minute walk. It turns into a five hour walk trying to find your way back. Yep. And well, one of the these things days I was. can't even write a letter. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the things I learned that helped my career a lot was land navigation without a map. And. Just the stars? People, no. You can't see stars in daytime. What do you use? You know, Sun is. Sun? Terrain association. Okay. If you know where you're at and you you know a bit of the area or what it's like, you try to find the highest points to see where you're at. Okay. Mm -hmm. Triangulate your position from maybe a radio tower from a distant town uh -huh. as you can see. And maybe a, a building. And you use train association and triangulation to find your way in and out of places. Most people don't don't absorb that. They have to have a map, or nowadays they have to have a GPS. Yep. And we all know it from some truckers that GPS can lie to you and send you down a damn road that has no yep. way through, and you're stuck and you can't turn around. But you have to go to the highest point, right, to determine. Yeah, sometimes you have to climb up a damn tree. Most people won't do that because they're afraid of heights because they've never climbed a tree. You know what I learned? <laughs> this is when I learned when I was in the service. Oh, God. No matter where you go, there you are. No, no matter where you go, there you are. And it's fun travel and adventure, FTA. Fun travel and adventure. Every once in a while, you hear in the news some lady who drove her car into the water because she was following her GPS. I mean, people aren't even looking up to see where they're going. I just always think that's bizarre. That's right. It's like the GPS told you to that... drive water, so you did? I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I drove down a one-way street once because oh, the wow. GPS told me. <laughs> and, and the cop pulled me over. You know what happened you when he pulled me over? I blamed the GPS. Oh, that's ridiculous. No. I got pulled over one time. I got pulled over one time, and cop come up to my car window, and he says, uh, you know why I pulled you over? I said, well... I know my, my wife ran away with a state trooper last night, and I thought you were trying to bring her back. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Did he let you go? <clears throat> yeah. Very funny. Because he finally left his ass off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah, they get say, out of here. you can make. If you can make a cop laugh their ass off, you got a good chance to get a uh, get off scot free. That's true. <laughs> don't ever ask it. Don't ever ask them a simple question when they pull you over, knowing that you're in a speed trap area. Cop pulls you over, says, uh, "Can I see your license?" And you just look up at him and say, "How's the fishing going today?" Oh, <laughs> really? That's what they're doing. They're fishing for 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 a daggone permit or for or um, citations, <laughs> you know. My mother. You know how fast you're going? No, but I'm sure you can tell me. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> My mother was very proper when we all the time and drove Cadillacs. And we had Mirror Parkway, this really beautiful road, two lanes, you know, in each direction. And she had a really heavy foot. And, uh, my entire childhood, state cop, pull her over because she's going 120. 
and the, she'd roll down the window and he'd be shocked that it was this little lady with pearls on that was doing the driving. And she always cried her way out of it. But she, my mo mother always teetered on nine points against her license. And here in Connecticut, you get 10, they take your license away. She was yeah. pro at getting out of those speeding tickets. It was unbelievable. And the, st the state police's, their face was always the same. They, she'd roll down the window and they were just shocked by what they assumed something, someone different was driving the car. Yeah. And to this day, she still has nine points against her license. Some people just have heavy feet, foot, they just go. I think she thought because she was surrounded by the Cadillacs, just in the old days, there's big, heavy cars, that she'd never die. And so there we would go, flying down the highway. My mother's a chap. Yeah, but not, not all cops are bad, though. I know a few of them, and, and they're pretty, pretty decent guys. Our <laughs> sheriff's department here, everybody has to conform to the Constitution. There's no if, ands, or buts about it, you know. Yes. Yep. Makes it nice. But there, there's a getting back to the story. Some of the things that I learned that got me through was uh, my, my recon school. I went to recon school one time back in the 70s. Yeah. And you're supposed to send out every couple of days, supposed to send you out a box of sea rations at that time of sea rations in a can, not in a plastic envelope. Yep. And uh, they didn't send me none out. And after the second day, it's like, damn, I got to get something to eat. So I went back to my studies in survival. And I spent the next 30 days eating what I was finding around the area. Oh. And if the instructors hollered, because we had a lot of water snakes. Uh -huh. One of the instructors would holler, snake in the water, everybody get out. I'd jump in and grab the snake and stick it in my pocket. <laughs> what are you going to do with that for condo? I said, I'm having it for lunch. Oof. They did. I didn't tell them, and they didn't know I wasn't getting any food, but I got back to the unit, went in the first sergeant's office, handed him my certificate. I said, next time you send somebody to condo school, if you don't feed them, I'm going to kick your ass. Absolutely. <laughs> because he knew he didn't send me any food. Oh, oh. He said, I thought it would build your confidence up. I said, oh. you didn't build shit up. I said, all you done was make me think the asshole didn't send me any food and wants me to starve to death out here. Because that's a rigorous, you burn 3,000 calories in the yeah. first six hours because you're going through exercising and obstacle courses and all kinds of shit. You just constantly on the move for 12 to 18 hours. And then you get a little bit of downtime. And I was eating, they gone what people call weeds uh -huh. and bugs and snakes, a few chipmunks, <laughs> whatever came around was an opportunity. You might, but, you know, sea rations are filled with salt, right? I mean, that's a, Another whole set of problems eating those sea ration meals. No, no, I was I was getting the salt. I always carried a egg on a little jar of salt in my rucksack, and I would oh. take a little bit of it and oh, put it in my water. Yep. <laughs> you know, but when I got back there, and and uh, first start never messed with me again like that. Never messed with me. Period doesn't sound like that was legal. I mean, I, I, I was I was so irate. I mean, if I had been any more irate, I probably would have got thrown in jail. Not good. That's not good. That's not legal. No, it's not. Well, it's not good, but it's the whole point of the 
fact was I probably could have beat it because of what he did to me, knowing that he didn't tell him to send me some food out there. You know, there's one of his runners is supposed to send my food out or get my food out to me yep. and drop it off. And I didn't get any. And it's like, what the hell? You know, not, not good. Okay. No. Oh. Maybe I Yeah, and it makes it makes it hard. I mean, I lost twenty pounds going to Recondo school. Are you by yourself completely? No, or are you with others out, out there? I was with others. I was with others, but yeah. you know, until about the last probably week of Recondo school, guys were tossing me crackers they didn't want to eat, or some cheese, or some peanut butter. Mm-hmm. You know, but. I wasn't getting what I was supposed to be getting to get through the Recondo school. It's just self-determination to beat the system. Not really and from that point on, I always challenged the system. But I left the military with seven good conduct medals. Not because I kissed ass, because I never got caught. <laughs> okay. Not everybody has to tell an officer. I could tell an officer to kiss my ass without saying kiss my ass. Huh? Okay. <laughs> I think a lot of people would have, would have quit and didn't stuck it out. That takes a special person. That, you, know, you have a very strong character to do stuff like that. Wait, a long actually, time. actually, what it what it takes is it just takes self discipline. I mean. I've been put in positions so many times I could have beat the piss out of people. I had a one guy who came up to me. He was higher ranked than me by at least three ranks. Yeah. And was chewing me out. He was just giving me all kinds of hell. He looks at me and says, I bet you want to kick my ass right now. I said, no, I, said, I ain't going to kick your ass. So what are you going to do? I said, I'll take a 45 and blow your fucking brains out. And while you're laying on the ground bleeding to death, I'm going to feed your brains to the ants. And never mess with me again. I bet he didn't. I even had I even had General Roscoe Robinson, the first black general of the 82nd. Mm-hmm. I was laid up in bed because I had a broken ankle. Mm-hmm. And he comes in there for an IG. And this during an IG, I had to go make a jump. The day before I broke my ankle and I came back and I basically laid in bed for a couple of days because my, you know, pain and everything. Mm-hmm. He walks into the room and I'm laying in my bed and everybody's hollered at attention and I'm just looking at the ceiling, you know, like I'm at attention in my bed. Uh-huh. And he walks over and taps me with his cane. He carried a cane with him for some reason. Taps me with his cane. He says, what are you doing? I said, I broke my ankle yesterday, and I'm, I got to lay in bed for a couple of days until the pain goes down. And he goes, he goes, show me your war face. And I looked at him with a cold stare. And he turns around to the sergeant major division and says, that guy just brought chills to me. Ah. <laughs> Pretty cool. There you go. But you know, you, you 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 have to put in you have to put in your time when you sign the contract, but people don't realize that you the only thing you get out of the military is what you put into it. Yeah. And I was there as a young kid and I was trying to 
basically uh, it's like the first day in prison what do you do do you hide or do you walk up to the biggest bastard and you kick him in the nuts and say, I'm taking your position right now? That's what yep. I was determined oh, to do. Oh, you lick the nuts. All right. <laughs> I knew it. No, I ain't going to do that. It's like I told, it's like I told one guy who, who was getting ready to arrest me for some felonious charges. I said, if you put me in jail, I'm not going to last a night. I said, why not? I said, I'm going to find the biggest bastard and I'm going to smack him and let him beat the go. hell out of me and kill me. I said, you're not going to get to terrorize me. Yep. Let's get Eric in here and see what's happening in the pod bean world. Well, I know um, if if people are, you know, are enjoying the, the Swap Doesn't Lie podcast, you know, I think Felix and Ann and, and other regulars are here are confident you might like some of the other great shows that right. that the Swap Doesn't Lie podcast proudly endorses, like the Pulse Alaska podcast, which goes live on Podbean weekdays, 2 p.m. Eastern time. And and, and Ra- Rocky Raccoon, of course, has become a very good friend of that podcast. Plus, their Wednesday night variety show every Wednesday evening at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. And you've also got the Old Man's Podcast Show, which I am proud to be a part of. And that's on All weekdays right. at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Plus, we'll be on tonight and every Friday evening at 10 p.m. Eastern time when the old man's son, Big Rich Dog, joins us. And you'll find Brad and and Russ and a, and a couple other friends joining us. And, you know, hopefully Rocky Raccoon might be able to join us if he's not too busy. Um, Friday evenings here on Podbean, you'll usually have the Beans and Winnie show, hope, assuming they're on tonight about 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Um, yeah. You've also got the Outside of Normal podcast. Usually he's on, Russ is usually on nightly about... 10 p.m. Eastern time, but since the old man's podcast is doing a Friday night show, he'll be on at midnight and then Wednesdays at 12:30 a.m. Eastern time after the um, the Pulse Alaska Wednesday night variety show wraps up, and plus lunchtime shows around noon or 1 p.m. Eastern time. And then you've also got um, the Potluck podcast, which is on every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time live, and you've also got the Slacker 82 Alpha podcast Wednesday night 7 p.m. Eastern time. Another podcast that Rocky Raccoon also contributes to. And um, you, you've got, of course, uh, additional podcasts like the Frankie D Show on Tuesdays, um, Substance for Days on Thursdays, um, the Papa John's podcast, um, be on the lookout for him, and Jeremy to do Cummings' Culture. You know, Mike. Yep. Yeah. You know, don't happened? know who else we might be missing. Just, just... Um, you've also got the Joe Antonio show and coming very soon an all new season of the slightly serious show among other great podcasts worth checking out right here on Podbean live. Hey Erica, did you just, are you talking from a studio because you're, you're, you're the clarity. Um, I'm actually inside of like an Applebee's in a quiet room. I know it might sound a little echoey because that way I'm not inside and, and y'all are having to hear, hear music or, or outside where you're having to hear traffic on the road. No, I'm saying it's a good thing. It's it's nice and clear. Your yeah, it is. <laughs> hey, y'all might y'all might save um like you probably have to edit that out so y'all could keep it pre-recorded if y'all wish to. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good. I'm just saying it's good. Yeah, that's all. I mean, it, you know, like the doorway when you walk into the Applebee's, like there's two sets of doors. Like I'm in this kind of like small area, and I think this would be like a great studio. Yeah, it sounds good. Well, but it's great chatting with y'all, but I'm getting about ready to have to go eat. All right, go ahead. 
Have a great weekend, everybody. See, yep, see, you you too. see you later. Listen, guys, we're on every Friday, 7 p.m. So you guys join us next week on Friday, 7 p.m. And we want to say hello to Coop, who's in live studio. Coop! Oh, that's alarm. Government's coming that's alarm. for us. I gotta get my dog or medicine here in a few minutes. <laughs> oh, and to zero. The government's cover for There's us. There's my man in Guyana. Brave's yeah. on. Brave in Guyana. And of course, Zach and Raccoon. Thank you very much. Yes, Raccoon. It was great listening to you, man. Fantastic. Great. A long, long, many years of service this man served. Fantastic. Stuff you can never repay. Thank you for your service. Yes. Thanks for paying your taxes. It makes it all worthwhile. Uh, nobody likes to work well, I, want free. Some, I want some of my money back now. Uh, you know, I already have a whole laundry list full of dependents. They're all coming across the border, so you have to stand in line. Oh, you have room for them? Mayor Adams in New York wants you to bring them into your own home. Give them a bedroom. Bring them out, bring them out here. The, the weather will kill them. Oh, that's it. You won't want to play. Oh, either, maybe we'll either they'll burn or they'll freeze, one or the other. Maybe they can, you know, <laughs> bring to the United States. We'll see. Yes. So anyway. we'll see everybody next week, Friday, 7 p.m. And this time I want you guys to jump in on the conversation. Open. I'm going to open it up to everyone. We'll, we'll pick a topic. Everyone. And we made it through without mentioning that. What? What didn't we mention? Thank God. You guys were good. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> what, what you're talking about. Yeah, I know you do, because he's got the, the little melons. No, I don't. Uh-huh. What is that, then? Oh. oh. No, no. Oh, oh yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> oh. Oh. Mississippi Queen! I don't even need to say it either. <laughs> she taught me everything. <laughs> Mississippi White! I made a cage and laid it! She's always sucking my pee. So she was the dancer. I beg your pardon, I was getting mine. Really? Nice song. Thank you. Jesus. Thanks for having me on, Felix. Oh, I didn't even need to say it either. I think you lost the signal again. Oh, my God. Am I back? Yeah, what was going on? That's because no one wanted to hear that damn cowbell. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> all right, people. Tune in next week. Follow me. Download all my crap. All of it, okay? I don't care if you don't listen to it. We got 111,000 downloads. Oh, yeah! I'm taking it away. Don't grab my bell. What? You just took my hammer. Yes, I did. Oh, it's broken me.
All right, I think she's saying it's time for the medicine. <laughs> I know. That's right. <laughs> she's ready. <laughs> all right, people. See you next week. Have a great weekend. Be safe, y'all. I'm taking you out. Bye. Oh, nurse. Oh, isn't that special? Oh, just don't say that in that state that begins with an M, okay? Never. Have a good week and don't do nothing I would. You too. Well, uh, I'm out of here, people. I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. Where's my bell? Come over here and see who's looking at the window. Child, people, I'm out.